Hello, hello there, and welcome to the FYI podcast's inaugural Weird Wednesday. I'm your host, Robbie Welch, and joining me is Will Kirkpatrick. So, Weird Wednesday, um, you might have seen our lovely uh, famous TikToks by yours truly. Um, and it's where we like to pick news stories from the week that are just a bit weird. We'd really hope to brighten your day um, and maybe you'll learn something new while you're listening to our beautiful voices. So we've picked two news stories each um, from the wonderful world of news that we find a bit weird. A bit Bit, bit strange, you know, um, and we'll discuss it and hopefully make you laugh, and uh, I guess it's Robbie first. Uh, yes, indeed. Now, uh, when you hear the name Piers Morgan, you think journalistic integrity. He's a high character man, so it's always a shock when, uh, well, his name gets run through the mud by something bad he did. And that appears to be what is happening right now. He's in uh, a war of words with uh, Naomi Osaka, having a go at her for uh, her mental health struggles. In, in Piers' words, in his Daily Mail column, uh, world sports most pop-petulant little madam. There's not a good history for this. No. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you only have to cast your mind back to a few months ago when uh, Dominating the headlines was uh, Piers and Meghan Markle. A whole debacle about, surprise, surprise, women of colour with uh, mental health struggles. So I want to assume the best of Piers here, but it's not looking great. And I'd say he's arguably dug himself a hole with some of his follow-ups. For instance, tweeting a photo of him with Serena Williams captured Yes Trolls I have a real problem with female black tennis stars. That is just like when you call out your dad for being racist, and he's like, I'm not racist, I have black friends. Yeah, it's, it's the ever-unbeatable I have a black friend defence. Yeah. Except in this case, Serena probably didn't know who he was, and probably wouldn't be his friend if uh, she knew the kind of man he was. So... You know, it's not the best from Piers, but he gave it a go. And with Meghan Markle too, I think it was revealed that she essentially rejected him. Yeah. Yeah, he wanted to date her and she rejected him. So, I mean, I can only assume that the same might have happened here. And Piers just doesn't take rejection too well. But I guess we'll see as the story progresses. I think the story with Meghan Markle was that um, he met her at a fancy dinner and then he wanted to take her out the next day and then the next day she met Prince Harry or something like that. I think that was um, why he got so butthurt about that. But um, I don't think I'd ever go to the lengths of um, constantly bullying someone for years upon years just because they rejected me. I don't know about you, Robbie. No, just, I mean, tip to men out there, just take the L. Yeah. You know, take take the rejection. Don't uh, write endless tabloid columns about the girl who rejected you. It's not a good look and it will put other girls off you, probably. And uh, the thing that annoys me about Piers Morgan is the way that when he was criticising the government for their COVID handling, 
you know, it was, it was nice, but I hated the way people were sort of, you know, sticking up for him. It was like he was sort of like laundering his reputation. And uh, just remember, this is the guy who hacks dead kids' phones and bullies women of colour and bullies Lady Gaga for saying she had PTSD about being raped when she was younger. This is a horrible man, so don't defend him, basically, next time he has a go at the government or Dominic Cummings. Yeah, just because he has one good rant that people seem to agree him on, people are like, oh, Pierce has changed. Pierce, what what man Pierce is, he, he, called, he called out the government one time in the past year. What an amazing guy. He's changing his time. You know, it's always like that. Um, you got to expect that from him now, though, I guess. So uh, that's Piers Morgan. I'm sure he'll be back in the news soon with s something else offensive and stupid. Yeah. What, what, is, what is your uh, first story, Will? Well, my story, um, it might not necessarily be the, uh, the contents of the story, but it's especially the headline that it was attached to. So um, this is taken from an exact headline from the Mirror this morning. Um, well, yesterday morning, I'll say that again. So this is an exact headline coming from the Mirror on Tuesday morning. Um, Richie Sunak ate pizza while watching Baywatch on plastic blanket as child. And that's the quote-unquote headline that the Mirror ran with. So uh, this is a story that is coming from a Radio Times interview with uh, Richie Sunak. Um, and it's just one of those stories that pop up every now and again where it's a politician He's been put on a very soft news uh, magazine and he's basically told them, show me I'm a human. I want people to think <laughs> that I'm a human. Um, please help me. So um, this story, this, it's a nothing story. It's, it's such a nothing story, but it, I saw it got picked up by The Guardian. It, I think it got picked up by The Sun. Um, and yeah, it, the, the thing that gets me is the plastic blanket because it's such a weird bit of information to put especially into a headline but into a story at all like if i was recounting a day where i watched tipping point i wouldn't say that i sat on a leather sofa and ate a takeaway <laughs> which it sounds like a very depressing existence to watch <laughs> tipping point with a takeaway but um, yeah, it he he just comes out with some very weird, very odd things. He um, in in relation to him watching Baywatch, um, which obviously was very popular when he was growing up, um, he mentions that nowadays he likes to watch Emily in Paris and Bridgerton, but um, he doesn't think his tastes are quite the same as the rest of the cabinet, and. Although he likes Emily in Paris, he's not sure how many actually watched it, and he'll check with the cabinet who has watched Emily in Paris and Bridgerton. And my question here is, what are the cabinet actually watching? Because he's described Emily in Paris and Bridgerton, which were two of some of the most popular like Netflix shows of the past year, as if they are niche. He's like a film buff who goes to a party and asks people if they've ever watched Pulp Fiction. But he's doing it with Bridgerton, which I'm pretty sure everyone has seen. I 
personally haven't seen it, but um, it, it's it, it's a very major part of the mainstream. So I'm wanting to know uh, what you think. Other politicians watching their spare time. Personally, I think Pretty Patel um, exclusively watches UK Border Patrol that you see on um, every now and again. Australia Border Patrol, very good. Um, and all them police, like camera action type shows. I think I think that she really likes that. That or Predator, the film. Yeah, I mean, I just think Tories, at least these high-level Tories, tend to be sort of stuck several decades ago so at bare minimum i'd be thinking porridge or 40 towers or something along those lines some kind of classic uh british sitcom i mean uh, boris johnson did classics maybe he sees himself as above tv comedies and he just sticks to uh shakespeare's comedies or something i don't know but uh emily in paris i mean <laughs> I can't imagine there's too many uh, Tory cabinet members watching that. Yes. Well, the thing is with Richie Sunak is he he is fairly old. He, not fairly old. Richie Sunak is fairly young, like the cabinet. Like he's only forty one. Spring chicken. Yeah. He, exactly. Exactly. He's fresh out of the womb. Um, so I guess that's why they put him on, just to show that he's relatable and a young. I'm putting up brackets there. Young Tory. Um, but yeah, Emily in Paris, Bridgerton, it kind of mystifies me. Going back to the plastic picnic blanket as well, uh, and watching Baywatch, I have this lovely image in my head of a nine-year-old Richie Sunak sat on his plastic picnic blanket, getting his first direction to more um, <laughs> <what> randoms. I, d I just, obviously, Borat was not nine years old, but I just think of Borat, where he obsessively chases after Pamela Anderson, doesn't, doesn't he? And I, I like to think that maybe Rishi Sunak went through the same process. I don't know. Do you think, uh, do you think Borat enjoyed Pizza Hut? Do you think, do you think Borat enjoyed uh, navigating the country in a recession? It'd probably do a better job of it than uh, Rishi Sunak with more empathy and intelligence, but you know. I mean, maybe, maybe this is just part of the, uh, his leadership campaign. I mean, he's always rumoured to be sort of in the running for next Tory leader. And yeah, this is how he relates to the masses. Yeah. His love of uh, mainstream Netflix shows. So that's my weird story. Very weird image of Richie Sunak eating a pizza hut on a plastic blanket, watching Baywatch. And back to you, Robbie, for your second story. Yeah, thanks very much. So I'm t taking things a bit lower level than uh, the cabinet now. Uh, there was a story published in the Daily Mirror, but I think originally told on uh, Reddit, about a bride who... She was planning to, uh, she was planning a wedding and her food order was 200 chicken tenders for 200 guests. So one chicken tender each. And uh, this was for a 7,000 pound wedding, which she was expecting her mother-in-law to pay for. 
in real in thinking about it now, I don't think seven thousand pound is a lot for a wedding. Like especially if you're thinking like two hundred guests and assuming they're buying other food for them other than just the one chicken tender on a plate. But um Especially wedding dresses. Wedding dresses can get up to about like seven thousand, even more. So I think seven thousand is a very good budget. Um, but how many chicken tenders do you think you'd eat in one sitting? Uh, just to be clear, Will, that is the only food they have. That is the only food. They yes, two hundred chicken tenders. That's it. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not an expert on like catering costs, but. How much does it cost to get someone to knock up some sandwiches for 200 people and a bit of cake? Like, come on now. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd simply not go. Do you know if there was an open bar? I assume not if there's £7,000 going into this wedding, but... No, there is an open bar, so that is one plus point. Well, so there is, there's an open bar that you get one chicken tender for your meal. Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, as we all know, the only reason you really go to weddings is for the food. And the booze. Yeah, the, fo- the food and the booze. So, I mean, they're, they're failing on uh, half the point of a wedding here. Yeah, I would be furious, to be honest. <laughs> if you turned up to the reception and you got your plate and it's one chicken tender, I'm assuming it's also a very small chicken tender, like a turkey dinosaur kind of size. How would you go about eating said chicken tender? Like, would you nibble it and make it last longer throughout the night, or do you think you'd get it over in one bite? Would you do the thing you do with, like, Maltesers, where you, like, eat the outside first? Mm. Yeah, you'd eat the breading, and then you'd eat the chicken. The the breading's the starter, (laughs) and then once you've gone through the breading, then you've got the main course of the chicken, and then... The booze is the dessert. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I believe that this wedding plan isn't going ahead because uh, the mother-in-law is just not having it. Oh, so they haven't had the wedding yet? Not yet, no. This is just the plan? Yeah, this was the plan, and I think it's all gone up in flames. I hope things are resolved and they have a happy wedding and a happy marriage, but push the boat out a bit more. You know, get some uh, get some ham sandwiches or something. You you can do better than two hundred chicken tenders. Okay, and that was my second story. And uh, what is yours, Will? So this story it's a bit old now. If I'm if I'm being all honest, it's not in the past week, but I think it's uh, I think it's very relevant, or at least funny, or at least weird. Um, cast your mind back, two thousand nine. What are you doing in two thousand nine? You have a very simple life. You're still in primary school, probably. Um, not a care in the world. The Nintendo Wii's come out. It's changing the game. Imagine if it was gold. Imagine if that Nintendo Wii was made out of 24 karat gold. What would you do with a 24 karat gold Wii? You'd, you'd think you'd play on it, but this 24 karat gold Wii, it was made for the Queen, and it was made by THQ. It was called a game called Big Family Games. I don't, I don't blame you for never hear, hearing of it. Um, I never heard of it myself, but um, I watched a run through this morning, um, and it's got horrible. It's got horrible CGI. It's got 
about the CGI that you'd expect for like 2004 video games. Just imagine a worse Wii Sports. Just imagine a worse thing of that. So um, they had archery, they had a ski ball, you know, where you throw it and it goes into a hole. Like they mainly play it at like uh, carnivals and stuff. And they had a basketball mini game. You know, everyone loves basketball. Uh, they also had a video game where you threw turtles into a fountain. Right, okay, that's a bit of a juxtaposition there. You've, yeah. got, you've got basketball and then you turtles into a fountain. <laughs> Is that animal cruelty? I just have this wonderful image of the queen cackling with laughter after throwing a turtle into a fountain. <laughs> On her gold wee. I assume she's never she never played the Wii. I'm assuming she got gifted it. She took a picture holding it and then never played it. No, she's more of a uh, she was more of a PS3 girl. And the reason the reason why it actually came into the news, um, I'm not just talking about a 2009 story here, um, is that it recently got sold for around 300k on auction. Um, this is something that I find very weird because you look at the articles and. I looked up multiple articles about this. I looked up about four articles, and um, every article used the same phrase. It somehow ended up in the hands of Donny Fillerup. Number one, the name Donny Fillerup. Who is that? <laughs> he is a he's a he's a game collector, and he uh, runs a site to like auction off precious video games, like right. memorabilia. And and this is a real person, and not a Mike. Hunt situation. That's the thing. I don't know if it's an alias, Donny Filler up. Yeah, I've, I'm, I've heard he's good friends with uh, Ben Dover. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think that the gold we somehow ended up in the hands of Donny Filler up? Because in my mind, I have this image of him in this elaborate Mission Impossible style break into the Buckingham Palace, and he's there walking on the ceiling and then there's lasers all over the the Buckingham Palace guarding this 24 karat Wii in this gold box sealed and he's there and then Temple of Doom style he'll put a normal Wii there and do the switch out and it's this whole elaborate heist at least in my head. I read that uh, in terms of the actual guards outside with the funny black hats they can't do anything if someone, you know, tries to get in, they just have to call the police. So if you get in and out of there quick enough, I think you're in the clear. But of course, I'm not, I'm not accounting for the laser traps and, I don't know, probably a guard tiger or something on the inside and all kinds of other stuff. Maybe a big, uh, a big like, bowling ball, like an Indiana Jones. Oh, it'll be like a... It'll be like a jungle run, where uh, jungle run. where people try and break in, and you have to go through all these elaborate things, and you have to get all the monkeys, and at the end, like it, it's it, you collecting the gold Wii, and then you have to run out in time, and if not, then you're trapped in the in Buckingham Palace. Yeah, yeah, I I believe that was how it worked on Jungle Run. I thought those kids were gone forever. Anyway, um, that's my weird Wednesday. Uh, the gold Nintendo Wii, guarded by the Queen, sold for 300k at auction um, by Donny Fillerup. So, 
It's time for us to rank these stories from worst to best. In number four, I am tempted to put the Piers Morgan thing. Because uh, in my mind, I don't think there's anything weird about Piers Morgan bullying a female person of colour with mental health issues. I would back that. I, th I think the weird part was the way he tried to justify and defend it. But again, it just sort of hints at him being a racist and hints. that's hints yeah hints there's a, there's a tiny one percent chance he could be a racist and uh <laughs> yeah i don't think that's that's not a weird idea i would say no so i would i'd back that notion that to put it in number four number three i i would say the rishi sunak okay i, I think it is it's very strange, like it's unexpected, the whole Baywatch thing. But at the same time, and, and the plastic blanket, you can't forget the plastic blanket. Yeah. Like, I don't think, where do you buy a plastic blanket? But the whole trying to be normal thing, you know, I'm just like, I'm just like you guys to the British public. I mean, Ni Nigel Farage has been doing that for a decade. I don't think it's particularly new for politicians, as amusing as it is. In second, I think uh, the Gold Nintendo Wii's got to take it. I think it just misses out by the fact that it's not, not necessarily relevant anymore, but I still think Donny filler up. What a name. I, I can only imagine what type of character Donny filler up is. Um, the idea of the Queen throwing turtles into a fountain on a 24-carat gold Wii. A lot of thing, uh, there's a lot of things up in the air about this this story that just just kind of boggled the imagination. Yeah, I I agree with that. So I think that leaves him first. The uh, two hundred chicken tenders for two hundred wedding guests. I, I think the utter cheek mm. is quite incredible. And also, where, where do they get the chicken tenders? Is it a catering company, or did they genuinely go to Kate or plan on going to KFC? You see, you say you, you say chicken tenders. My mind goes straight to KFC. So. Yeah, yeah. So that is our number one for this weird Wednesday. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. I've been Robbie Welch. I've been Will Patrick. Goodbye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 ha.